When it comes to music, there is a sound that gives you hope and joy and the feeling of overcoming. And it's literally rooted in the gospel industry. So when you get somebody like Kenny Lewis and his group One Voice and their album that came out earlier this year, Undefeated, you can understand why a song like that at a time like this is so important. We dealt with a lot in 2020. We had coronavirus, we had Black Lives Matter movement, we had the police brutality issues going on. Then you have regular people with regular life issues. Unemployment hit hard, housing market hit hard. People felt very unsure. So for someone to tell you that you're undefeated, it's important. So I wanted to get with Kenny and rap to him about this album, about how he grew up in the industry, how he grew up in gospel music. Because like myself, Kenny was one of those kids that was in church all the time. So instead of being able to just be outside with your friends a lot, you were following whatever adult was in the house at that time to church for whatever meeting they had to go to, choir rehearsals, usher boards, missionary boards, all that stuff. I think I spent just about five or six days a week inside the church. So we had a lot that we could actually relate to and catch up on. So I wanted to rap to him about that, talk about the new album, and find out where he wants to take his career. So, as always, y'all kick back, relax. Welcome to Swap Sessions with Kenny Lewis. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies. Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. All right, so before we jump into the interview, you know we got to get popping with a lot of the business stuff. So in the meantime, while we're getting that situated, make sure you guys are subscribing to the magazine. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit that like button. Turn your notifications on so that you can see when we post new videos, new content. Share with your friends, your circle, your family, co-workers. I don't care who you share with, just share. Share share the video. Um, share other videos, watch other videos, and leave comments, man. Let us know what you guys think about um, the interview, about other interviews, what kind of direction you want us to go into. If you are enjoying what you're watching thus far, all those things are important because we want to make sure that we're giving you the content that you're looking for. Um, the magazine does have a mobile application. Check that out on both Android and Apple platforms. Check out our podcast on all streaming networks under Suave Sessions. You'll be able to find it there. And we will definitely make sure that we continue rocking with you guys with a lot of content, a lot of dope interviews, and a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So, all that said, let's get to it. (laughs) 
when did uh when did you start singing? Uh, I started singing, man. I came out of the womb singing. My uh, my entire family sings. My mom had ten siblings. Um, she's gone now, but all of them sing. All of their kids sing. All their kids' kids sing. It's a music family. Everybody can sing or sing and play. So I've been singing wow. all of my life. Uh, it wasn't until I was about seventeen when I first started doing it professionally and got a chance to sing my first uh, national project. But I've been singing all my life. Was there, did you feel pressure with having a family that was that talented? Like, is there is there a family pressure? Like, do you have to be able to get on task with everybody else? Uh, initially, yeah, but at the same time, they were support staff as well. Uh, okay. I was mostly sheltered coming up, you know, whereas I would play ball, and I couldn't play ball on Sundays because we had to be in church, you know, that kind of <laughs> foolishness. But <laughs> but uh, literally foolishness. But um, my family is all I knew, and it was always so many of us, so it was always like a, a big party. If you weren't yes. on, on point, they let you know, but uh, they also encouraged you, man. So for years, many years, that was the only support staff that I knew. I uh, measured everything according to my family. Nice. Now, do you all, do you perform together professionally or is everyone kind of like in their separate areas? Nah, everybody's in a separate area. Right now it's just been for the last 22 years. Now, yeah, this year makes 22 years. It's been myself, Kenny Lewis and One Voice has been all right. Yeah, cool. Now, how did that start? It started in 99, Matt. Um, I had d done songs or did songs with other artists and sing background for Albertina Walk and everybody. So um, I had the vision to literally create my own uh, choir group. And I started writing, uh, of course, uh, God influenced, but I started writing songs, man. And I put the group together since 99 and we've been going ever since. We. Um, started in 99 as i said we sell our first year anniversary celebrating a year later and the live recording wow. so we got our first national deal a year later after being established so we've been doing it for quite a while and that's that insane <laughs> how do you how do you i guess how do you stay motivated how do you make sure that your music stays relevant um and not continuously to give the same message over and over again is that challenging in the gospel industry? Uh, staying motivated can be challenging. Uh, however, bigger than any award or accolades, the testimonials of how the music has blessed them, uh, being yeah. able to evolve as an artist, uh, not just being content or celebrating our past um, successes, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. and continue to push the card. You know, with this new one, I, I wanted to create something for everybody for it to be a one-stop shop. So you're getting, I call it Music Buffet, you're getting all types of gospel <laughs> on this project, man. And what's crazy is that, seriously, uh, it's been out November 23rd, and it has been our biggest album thus far. You know, so the, the testimonies, the inboxes, the DMs, man, have been incredible and that makes it all worth it. Why did you decide to name it Undefeated? Undefeated? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> well, I, I tend to, in the past, a lot of times I write from a biblical standpoint, um, but in this project, I really wanted to write from experience. 
So you're looking at somebody whose mom and dad, they're gone. All four grandparents, both sides, they're gone. Divorced, uh, the oldest of three. So there were different triumphs, and I can go on and on in life that uh, no matter what came my way, uh, of course, through God, I conquered it. And so uh, I call him undefeated, and because I serve him, hey, we're undefeated as well. So that's yeah. where undefeated came from. Now, I can personally, like, I know where me listening to the music takes me. And if okay. I'm in a car, it's a rap. It, it's like, it's just, <laughs> I know how, I know how, like, I get overwhelmed listening to gospel music. Mm-hmm. What is it like recording it and being in that atmosphere and producing that and getting that out? Like, what is that emotion like in the studio? Well, I guess it, it, it of course, it's pretty gratifying. But when you, when I'm in the studio, I'm so focused that I want to really convey the message that, yeah. um, you know, that I can foresee before the people actually get to hear it. You know, you get a vision in your head. But man, to see it actually come to fruition this time around has been amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, for people just to reach out all, all over the country, you know, and, and out, out of the country, you know, or to be playing my music and tagging me, you know, it's, it, it, it has been great, man. Um, and that's what I wanted. I wanted if you were a choir kind of cat or you like group solos, band, I wanted to kind of be the liaison to bring everybody together uh, yeah. for the song Undefeated, but with a strong message as well. Yeah. Does it get does it get heavy um, for you? Because I know like when you have, again, gospel artists, people tell you like your music literally is like saving their lives. So it's it can be your music that they're listening to like in those deepest, darkest moments that brings them back out like is that does it ever get heavy and bring like extra pressure to you uh not pressure i guess because maybe at one point in, in my career but not pressure i guess because i realized that's my job being a servant yeah. or my experiences are not just for me um there have been some messages lately you know and your friends they could be like oh man can you you know your music is great but to me, it's a little bit more gratifying for people who don't know me, never seen yeah. me. And that has always been my prayer that my music or the message in my music will reach the people that I may never see or may never be able to touch. So, I mean, and this is no no fluff, man. You know, I was in the hospital and I got your new record. I've been listening to it over and over and over. And then going to quoting the music. And you know, you're not friends on Instagram. You're not friends with But these are the kind of messages that have been uh, coming my way, man. And uh, even when I think about it, you know, I, I sound too cool to punk out and cry or something like that. But <laughs> I'm just joking, man. That's the jokey side of me. But um, it, it, man, it's like this is what I saw. This is, you know, I would go yeah. to sleep and have vision. This is what I would, you know. So that that has been the encouragement to um, to keep going. A lot of people like, you know, man, this is your best record ever. I don't mean to offend you. That's not offensive. If I was remaining yeah. content, you know, or it wasn't as good as the last one, then I would may have to look twice. But that that doesn't offend me. I think that we should get better and better. Even as a gospel artist, you don't just yeah be content with what you do. Absolutely, absolutely. What's your writing process? My writing process is kind of unorthodox. 
Um, I I write and then I come back and then I go back to it and I come back. So I keep both of my, my phones on me because I, I can record just a piece of something or a melody and I come back yeah. to it. I have right. never in my life sat down and said, I'm going to write a song today. I've never done it. Yeah. I've never done it. So the the melody, the verses will come. Now, I have sat down and written down words that I wanted to convey, but I'm just going to write the song. I've never done it. It's, it's always in pieces or in steps. We're going to take a quick message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Life is full of uncertainties, often showing up unannounced and at the most inopportune moments. They affect our personal, professional, social, and emotional experiences. Like a chess game, life is all about the moves you make. Life Matters with Mario Brown LLC was started to assist you in this area. Mario offers private, affordable, virtual, individual coaching sessions. The benchmark of his three-point faith-based service model is non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, comprehensive strategies for desired outcomes. With over 30 years of pastoral and itinerant ministry, Mario realized that people often merely need someone who is not connected to them but on the outside to see their situation from a different perspective so they can reach the solutions that will give them the outcome they desire. If you're ready to make new moves, need guidance, and insights of holistic living, Life Matters with Mario Brown is the service you need. Please feel free to contact a representative for more specifics on how to become a client by visiting www.mariocbrown.org for more information. That's www.mariocbrown.org. Welcome back to Swap Sessions. So do you have you have moments where like you get to that recording and you listen to it and you're like, it's horrible. <laughs> and you, you know, just kind of like, just throw it away. <laughs> you know, I have, I've never gotten that because I, I always overanalyze myself. I think it's a Virgo right. thing. I don't know. But, oh yeah! I'll oh, cut it out. <laughs> but but I am overly critical of myself, so I I haven't gotten to the studio, get ready to record, and say, "Oh, that's horrible." But I've gotten there and said, "This may need something else," and I would feel something else on the spot. And so, what I thought I was going to finish in totality, I have to add something or take something out. Yeah, because I, I I try that, and I have like my. I typically I go to sleep with my iPad on my nightstand um, yeah. because I'll be inspired and wake up and like like I have to like write it down or like figure out what it was and then I'll see it like a couple of days later and we're like what are you talking about yeah and I, it takes me a while before I can even figure out what it is I just have to like leave it there and hopefully something sparks at some point mm-hmm. um, so it's always interesting when you when I have people who utilize that same kind of um, process yeah what's that I hate asking people like what's next when you have a project that's like brand new. Um, but what do you what do you want to work on after this? I know you guys like you never stop. So what's something that you want to do after this? Well, here's the thing. A few things. 
um, as far as what's next musically, um, well, the great thing is that for this project, um, and it wasn't my idea, it was my manager's idea. We brought in a whole video videographer team. So the whole night of the recording, you would see just Caucasian brothers and sisters running around, uh, 20 foot uh, camera zooming. So not knowing that we would be in this position where people can't really go anywhere. And so the content, there's a, there's a video for every song um that that we released that night so that that turned out really dope uh what a lot of people don't know is this particular album i stepped out on faith man and i started my own label and so in starting my own label i wanted to you know everybody said they're starting a label but you you need that distribution piece so um we man we met with uh symphonics music and they are nationally internationally distributed so even of course online but they even have it in Walmart, Target, Five, you know, for people who still want hard copies, you know, everywhere. So yeah. um, my long-term vision is to do what was never done to me. And that is allow up and coming artists that I can filter through my label, uh, put national distribution behind them, let the world see them. Cause I won't be performing for the rest of my life. No, that's, that's never the goal. Like <laughs> at, at some point you got to stop. Like it's, it's, yeah, but a lot of people they don't think of it like that. They they always think for the now, you know. Yeah. And I I never had that mentorship, man. I never had because things happen so fast. I never had somebody say, "Well, Ken, man, don't do that on stage no more. Uh, that's not good." Now we had, you know, we we could sing. We had the top musicians, stuff like that. But as far as being an artist. It came so fast. I wasn't ready. I didn't set up songs. I was, yeah. There was no ministry. We just went from one song to the next song until I got on stage with Ty Tribbett, Mary, Mary Yolanda Adams at Great America. And I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? I'm doing A and B selections and they're doing sets. They're engaging, right. they're encouraging, and we're just singing. You know, so right. it's just things like that that I always hold dear to my heart. Like, man, I wish someone had to just, you know, uh, let me be under their toolage and be like, you know, Ken, let me show you some things, you know. But. We're going to take a quick message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Swap Sessions. And it's, it's funny that you say that, like, there wasn't really that mentorship to say what not to do. Because um, I'm, fortunately, I'm old enough to remember when Kirk Franklin came out. Mm-hmm. And the backlash he got from the church, period. Like, they yeah. wanted nothing to do with his music. And then seeing him stick to that and keep pushing through. And now where he's at now, like, he's created an entire genre within the genre mm-hmm. and you have that youth element that's now come into the church and they're more excited about the church because of the music right. and that's kind of like their their gateway when you when you see that are there moments where you want to push the envelope and then it's like you know what this might not be the best idea for gospel music Nah, um, I used to be, but I'll tell everybody, um, 
for anybody. This project actually freed me. A lot of times I would have to do songs that the record company say, you need to put this out, you need to do that. And I go back to what I forestated. It's a one-stop shop. You know, we're giving you urban, we're giving you worship. If that's what I feel, that's the message, that's the vibe, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, and I realized that, you know, this this is crazy as you bring this up. So uh, on our videos on YouTube from the new project, people are entitled to their own opinion, right? So so some cat went out his way to say something negative. That stuff don't bother me. I tell anybody, you have to have tough skin to be in this business. But but I say that to say, to go back to your question, do I is that music I choose not to put out? No, I put out what I feel led to put out because I'm just not for everybody. You know, everybody's right. just not for everybody. You, you're right. not going to, everybody's not going to be like, oh man, that was great. You know, some people just going to be like, I don't, I hate it just because, and I'm just not because. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can have nothing to do with your music. It's None just because. Like, I don't like what you're wearing. I don't like how you look. So I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like the color. I don't like the color purple. And I saw like a purple flower in the video. I yep. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's more glasses. Yeah, you dated right. the glasses. Dated. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. like, were, were you listening to it? Nah, I didn't want to listen to it no more. I just turned yeah. it off. Like, <laughs> and and I, I tell people like it's just everything. Everything's not for everybody. And yeah. if everybody's your fan, there's a problem. Like you're doing something wrong. Man. Like you, there's no way that everyone can agree with something that you're saying. Like that means you're not evolving. Yep. So at some point you have to have people that disagree with you and that's fine. That's, that's healthy because it should push you to make you try to learn more about what you're doing and make it better. Yeah. So I, I always tell people like naysayers and haters are going to happen and they're there to make you better at what you do. Yeah. And I think, man, what my niche has become is like I said, a facet of different um, genres of gospel because what has happened, I'll give you an example. Um, I did this churchy song with Charles Jenkins, Pastor Charles Jenkins, and it's almost at a million views since December 14th, right? So, but because of that, people like, well, let me listen to what else they got. So sometimes if if you listen to something that we do, uh, you know, that may be praise and worship or some up-tempo, we dancing around, be like, nah, I'm cool. But sometimes you can see this video and it, for whatever reason, psychologically, it's like okay, I'm gonna accept it all now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's it's it, there's no one answer, in my opinion. You know, sometimes yeah. people like you for something else, and they'll just start liking whatever you do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge proponent of like um, Apple Music playlist. So I like put it on like a random creator radio off of a song. And then it's like if somebody brings a song on that I like, I'm now going to that person's thing and like downloading that yeah. album. Which, in most cases, if I like that album, I end up downloading all of them. But it's just it's that same mindset. Like you can randomly come across something that you fall in love with, and it's just like this is amazing, and you never would have caught me other kind of way. Absolutely, absolutely. People were like, you know, they'll be on YouTube coming like I just know, found out who you guys were. And I'm like. Really? In 20 years? (laughs) But it's cool. I'm not tripping. And maybe it's because, you know, you have this video content now. So, you know, they, you know, I'll never think that everybody would know who I am anyway. And I don't take offense to that. You know, you just, you just came on board. Oh, okay, cool. 
Cool. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> nice to have you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is there is there anybody in your industry that you haven't worked with yet that you still want to work with? Uh yeah, two people. Kimberrell and Ty Tribbett and God. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Kimberrell and Ty Tribbett. My some of my biggest influences uh in music have gone on like Andre Crouch, uh, the Hawkins, uh, Daryl Coley's background singers. I'm a big background BGV kind of cat, so I really yeah. overanalyzed BGV. So those were like, man, my biggest influences. But currently yeah. in the gospel, I would love Ty Tribbett. I'm, I'm I'm just a big fan, and Kim. You know, everybody knows she she's at the top of my list as far as vocals. Yeah. Nah, those are those heavy hitters. So yeah, <laughs> we're gonna look forward to that. Right. <laughs> you know what? And she and she called it out. I did her show twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the sing when undefeated first dropped, when it was just a single, and she wanted me to come back when the album came out, and she actually brought it up herself. You know, and I'm thinking in my head like, what? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Who would <Yeah>. say no? <laughs> yeah, <it's> like. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say no? Not, not in touch with you, wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>